This episode of the Kill Innovations Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can become a supporter by visiting shop.filmmckinney.com and making a contribution. Your support helps defray the cost to produce, host, and stream the show. As always, any profits are donated to charities such as hackingautism.org. I'm Phil McKinney, and welcome to Season 11 of the Kill Innovations Podcast, a show about ideas, creativity, and innovation. There are moments in every innovator's life when they become sure of the path that lies before them, and ideas come into the minds that they just can't escape. It's there 24-7, whether they're awake or asleep, popping up in everyday thoughts, and as they go about the work, it's impossible to ignore Be careful. Not everyone will have your enthusiasm. Sometimes people are downright cruel. They'll tear your idea apart, insisting that there's no way that idea could possibly be successful. They'll have dozens of reasons why it just doesn't make sense, or that your story shouldn't be told, or your invention should never make it out of the planning stages, or a new way of doing things should just be ignored. Even Albert Einstein acknowledged that the greatest innovators of the age will always be opposed by lesser minds. That is, those who have never experienced that moment of epiphany where the way forward becomes clear in spite of the obstacles in its way. Consider, for example, The Rite of Spring, a ballet written by Igor Stravinsky. Instead of the delicate classical strain so well known in the ballet world at that point, Stravinsky began with the story of pagan sacrifice. The music was dissonant and unpredictable. The dancing, shocking. Everything about this ballet was completely unprecedented. There were surely plenty of people along the way who insisted that the Rite of Spring should never be produced. And yet, Stravinsky prevailed. At the first performance, the audience actually rioted because the ballet was such an extreme deviation from the norm, how everything was done in the past. The Rite of Spring is regarded now as one of the greatest contributions to the art form a shift that has redefined Palais over the last century. Now, it's not all uncommon to see unique forms of dance, unusual costuming, and themes that depart dramatically from the classics. This is all due in part to Stravinsky's moment of absolute clarity and unwillingness to compromise his vision. Of course, there are countless authors who experienced rejection. Dr. Seuss once received a rejection letter telling him that his children's books were too drastically different from the rest of the books in the field, and that his work wasn't even worth publishing. Today, few children learn to read without at some point picking up The Cat in the Hat or Green Eggs and Ham. J.K. Rowling received what is rumored to be 25 rejections for the first book in her Harry Potter series. Ultimately, that book would lead to six sequels, eight movies, and a theme park, and not to mention countless amounts of merchandise, and a website dedicated entirely to further exploiting the wizardry world Rowling created. Agatha Christie, who is one of the best-selling authors in the world, received rejection letters for five years before one of her books was finally accepted for publication. All of these authors, along with countless others, have one thing in common. They have an idea, and they had to share it. They were passionate, they were determined, and they kept trying even in the face of rejection. They experienced those moments when they couldn't ignore the idea 
and they moved forward to share even though agents, publishers, and even potential fans ignored their concepts outright. They aren't alone. Pasteur's idea that diseases were transmitted by germs and the initial design for the personal computer received rejection when they were first offered to the scientific or industrial powers of their times. Others in these fields struggled with concepts that went against the common wisdom or established practices. And rather than changing their outlooks and imagining a world in which these ideas would have value, they chose to reject them outright, and yet their originators persevered because they just had to, and they missed that opportunity. That cannot-do moment is lurking in your mind somewhere, too. If you're an innovator filled with ideas and concepts that will change the world forever, there will be that world-changing moment when you have an idea that everyone rejects. That's okay. Rejection serves a number of purposes. First, it gives you the idea that you might just be on the right track. Often, rejection is society's reaction to an idea that challenges their norms, an automatic response to anything that might change day-to-day life as they know it. Second, rejection gives your ideas the opportunity to push through the boundaries you didn't even know existed. You'll get a good look at the reasons why others think that your idea may not work, and you'll have the chance to work through them one by one. Furthermore, rejection shows you just how passionate you are about your idea. If you fold at the first sign of rejection, it's not a cannot-do moment. If you're less than 100% committed to the idea, then sit it on the back burner for now. If, on the other hand, rejection only makes you more passionate, you may have a great idea in your hands, and now you need to bring it to life. If you enjoyed today's show, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can find all the links and resources from this episode, along with every other episode going back to 2005 at filmmckinney.com. Just click on podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, such as your thoughts on the new format for the show, topics you would like covered, or any questions you might have. Ping me on Twitter at filmmckinney, all one word, or on LinkedIn or Facebook. You can find links to where I hang out on social media at filmmckinney.com. And as always, thanks for listening.